Hello and welcome to episode 107 of the Perth Paisley podcast, a podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club, two wins on the spin for the famous Jam Tarts, which has me, Adam Kennedy, delighted, as I'm sure it will, Daniel McIver. How are you, Mr McIver? I'm doing very well. What a positive week it has been for the fan base, the team, everything. We've still had another like five injuries, but we've managed to get two wins on the spin, which is all I care about. How are you? I, I'm great, mate. As only we could. Um, many a positive coming out of Heart Midlothian Football Club this week. Uh, on the park, off the park, everybody moving in the right direction. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely love to see it. Um, but just want to say before we get into today's episode that McIver and I were amongst those that were invited to the Big Hearts Gala dinner on Friday night. Uh, and we're delighted that they've managed to raise £10,000, which is going towards the fantastic work that the club's official charity do and will carry out in 2023. Roman Bednar was there, Davidus Chisnowskis was there, Craig Gordon even gatecrashed, uh, and two of our players that are currently on the treatment table, Benny Beningame, my Congolese king, and Liam Boyce were also there. McIver, Friday was absolutely smashing, wasn't it? It was just great. Uh, we were at the table with Anthony Brown, of course, author of Many Hearts books, Laurie Dunsire and Robert Borthwick and his partner, the Hearts TV duo. And it was just a great laugh. We really were so good out of place, eh? Oh, I know, so really professional folk. Then the Perth to Paisley podcast rock up and just love life. Because it was, it was really great. I, w- I couldn't believe how funny Chesney was. Yeah, very good. Chesney was really, really <laughs> what, funny. What was it? It was his impression of Robbie Nielsen, was it not? It was so Robbie. good. So funny. But yeah, of course, the main reason we were all there was for the charity Big Heart. Incredible work throughout the night. We saw loads of little wee videos and people came up to speak about all the services the Big Hearts provide. Absolutely, genuinely life-saving services in many instances. So yeah, just great to see that amount of money raised. Of course, you can donate to the charity at any point. It doesn't just need to be on something like that. All the links we'll have down in the description and you can get them on Twitter at Big Hearts and all that stuff. Well said. They often uh, they often share it with Pod. Um, yeah, I'm I'm actually hoping that we can get some work again with Big Hearts because I love those talk of the two goals. They were really fun. I thought, I thought I thought they were brilliant. Very yeah. very good initiative. Um, and before Friday, our penultimate Europa Conference League Thursday saw us take on RFS at Tynecastle. Obviously, those being Regas Football at Stola. Robbie Nielsen made three changes from the side that was edged out against Celtic. Tynecastle, uh, Lawrence Shankland and George Grant came in for injured duo Stephen Humphreys and Cammy Devlin uh, while Andy Halliday replaced the ineligible Robert Snodgrass Hearts lined up in a 4-2-3-1 or at least that's what all the people thought you know the broadcast media, the papers and all that jazz. Uh, Craig Gorning goal obviously, back four of Michael Smith, Toby Civic, Stephen Kingsley and Alex Cochran. Uh, a midfield trio of Kiermaer Soglu, Andy Halliday and George Grant don't know who was at the tip of that, don't really care. I think Halliday and was weirdly. I think he was in game, but it sort of seemed to suggest that George Grant would be. Mm. Anyhow, the three of them, uh, Josh Janelli on the right, Barry McCann on the left, and Lawrence Shankland up front. Now, McIver, you had voiced your concerns on Twitter prior to the match that you hadn't seen Hearts score a goal <laughs> in the flesh this season when talking about European competition. How confident were you that the 11 chosen 
could deliver a few for you to savour. Not at all. And that's not nothing against the team or the management. It's to do with me. I was like, I'm here. This will go wrong. We'll inevitably get the worst nil. Oh, it's all about you, isn't it? It is all about me. <laughs> In this instance, it very much was. I was like, my luck will be we'll get a nil-nil draw. It'll be a disaster. We'll yeah, it'll just be a calamity. Fucking, we'll get another four injuries. I was kind of partly right on that front, but I didn't even really, I was honest with myself. I didn't care if we got beat. I would I would have taken a loss if it meant a goal. I just wanted to celebrate a goal in Europe in Towncastle. Thankfully, I got both a win and several, well, a couple of goals, and a bet came in as well. Oh, well, I was going to use that as a perfect segue to talk about the match itself, but now you've opened up the floor. Just hit us with your bet. What did you have on? Well, what obviously me and Adam do match predictions for every upcoming game, and I always just stick a couple of pounds on it, just because I'm like, I'm this confident in myself, but not that confident to stick more than a fiver on it ever. I, I thought my 3-1 was looking at sure thing. Could I just say with that Yes, start? that first <laughs> 20 minutes. We get, I actually thought we'd get more than three, but carry on. I had Lauren Shankland anytime and Hearts to win 2-1. So a lovely wee bet. Happily take that every day of the week. Take returns. Uh, I put like £3 on and got like 50 back or something. Aye, that's not bad. So it was all right. Not bad at What's all. Was that about 16s? Something like that, yeah. Not bad. I'll, t- I'll happily... T- but I was the same as you. After that first 20 minutes, I was like, well, this bet's never coming in. We're going to end up winning yeah. this 4-0 or something like that. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, as you previously alluded to, you didn't have to wait long. The first Hearts goal that Tynecastle has seen in European competition this season. Uh, Toby Civic wins a header from RFS Keepers Kick Up the Park. He runs down to Andy Halliday, gives it to George Grant. Grant has Josh Ginelli on his right-hand side, sets him off down the wing. Gino centres for Shankland on the stretch. 1-0 after three minutes, McIver, through my hero, my mate, Lauren Shankland. Bosh! So at this point, it was 10 goals in 19 games, four goals in two, and just... It's so weird because there were so many things to like about this that I didn't really know where to start. One, it's a fast start that you always speak about. You always love a fast start. start. You're a big fan of it. You also love a fast start when it's Shankland doing the fast start. Um, It's a really good fit. It's almost identical to the goal that he scored against Celtic from open play. And the third positivity is that Ginelli's just like, started to be good now consistently and it's weird and I don't know how to deal with it. It's like a reborn Ronaldo. It's like the start of the championship season before he got hurt at Arbroath. So those two games in the League Cup and then Dundee at home where he was really good. I I, I have have to say, I've I've just got to come out and say it. I was literally discussing Josh Ginelli with a couple of pals and I don't know why I do this to myself. I always get this little mad theory, this weird notion that just because he's in the last year of his contract, has he thought, oh, shit, hold on, I need to turn it on here. I need to try my absolute damnedest to cement a place in the team. You know, Alan Forrest is coming from Livingston during the summer. There's big pressure on, arguably, he and Mackay to start most weeks. So Josh Janelli probably thinks, 
I'd like to earn a little starting berth here. I'd like to keep my heart's career carrying on for that little bit longer. Um, and listen, in recent back, weeks, it appears as though he's doing everything to do so. On the way back, Levine, we were listening to sports in the car, and Levine made a point. He was mainly speaking about someone else that we'll speak about throughout this game. But he, he made the point about Ginelli as well, that this is the first time in the world Gino's got like a run of games. It's not just that he's yes. come in, done like all right. It was a bit as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And listen, I, I don't know if it's as simple as that. It, in my estimation, it's probably a combination of he's got confidence, he's taking time out of the team. He, there could be an element of he knows that we're quite threadbare. So he's like, I kind of need to shoulder some responsibility. I don't know. I'm not really complaining or worried about what the reasons are as long as the, it continues because... Listen, we'll, COVID. Yeah, exactly. The, <laughs> the, the three days of the year that he doesn't. <laughs> um, and we'll speak about his performance against Ross County where he was a bit quieter. But generally, the Ross County performance has often been the best we've had of Gino in recent months, whereas now that's seen recently as... Oh, that was a bit of a poorer game, which is a great sign, and I'm absolutely buzzing for him. What do you mean by that? Just the fact that he turns up in like the lesser games or the non no, just the that non-important oft- games are. Often we look at Gino when he's had a fine performance and go, "Oh, well, that's he's at least he's improved on having a bad game." Whereas now, in the last few weeks, we're looking at the Ross County game, going, "Oh, oh that's now below his level. Like he's yeah. been up at a higher." That's level. just an average performance because yeah. he's reached such a level in recent fixtures, and that's yeah, great. That's what you're saying. That's what you hope for, and obviously, wingers are inconsistent. We know it. That's the thing about wingers. But Gino seems to have found a bit of consistency, which is great. Um, and we talked about, you know, the fast start. It, it actually didn't appear as rosy as I thought it was when I watched back the highlights because George Grant hooks one off the line from an RFS corner uh, before I think Maresh Mar- yeah. strikes wide for the visitors. I'm going to butcher several names, so I do apologise for the get-go here. Why, Jake, you're hosting. Well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, I, I was actually thinking about that. I was thinking, I beg Istanbul have got some really tricky names <laughs> for next week, but they just won't, will they? No. Um, but took the lead on three minutes, and just under 10 minutes later, the hosts were two to the good. Stephen Kingsley, Andy Halliday, Alex Cochran, all linking up uh, before it is Cochran who sends George Grant down the left. He cuts back onto his right foot, finds Andy Halliday lurking on the edge of the area, his effort towards goal takes a nick off. Now let's try this. A nick. Uh, v- <laughs> takes a big deflection <laughs> off Vitalis Jagodinskis. Jagodinskis. And is diverted past Pavel Steinbors. Yeah. There you go. Um, two of the goods. Come on, the Jambos. Get in there. So at this point, my dad turned to me and went, this is the weirdest performance ever because we've done nothing except create goal-scoring opportunities. Like, I felt like we weren't doing anything of merit except create fantastic chances. Like, it never felt like, oh, we're building something slowly from, but surely from the back and creating a nice bit of play. It was like, oh, it's a wee bit scrappy, wee bit scrappy, oh, we're in and we've scored. Wee bit scrappy, wee bit scrappy, oh, we're in and we've scored. And it was like, I'm fine with this. If this is the way this game's going to go, absolutely fine. I love how Halliday just didn't, I mean, he did his celebration, like that he just seems to do and getting it up, folk. 
but, but not muted. really yeah because he's like yeah. well that was not going in at all that was i i know it should count as Halliday's goal because it was going on target but that's one of the where it's like that is uh, that should be an own goal uh, i'd i'd like to ask him about that yeah. and really see i i noticed that he's got an open goal out on the night that we record i might have to go and give that a listen and maybe he'll be honest about whether it's trickling wide or not but um yeah let's look you touched on it perfectly there i think the early part of this game had everything drive mm-hmm. intensity genuine intention I know that we were out prior to kickoff, given that Fiorentina obviously won in Istanbul, but yeah. less than, in, what, a quarter of an hour gone, I genuinely was beginning to think that this is the pick-me-up that everybody connected to the club could do with. I thought, it's been tough recently. I, I honestly believe that we could have made the scoreline anything that we wanted to. I, I presume that you were loving it, obviously, having not seen Hart score in Europe I was just losing my mind. It was like the worst goal ever, a deflection. I celebrated it like Kingsley's at Hamden. (laughs) You're just losing my mind. Um, It was so... It was just a great time in those opening 20 minutes. It was just like, this is amazing. We're back to where we were last season. Who gives a shit about the quality of this opposition? Because it still is a European team, a champion of their domestic division. Yeah, absolutely. And in recent times... We often haven't beaten what's in front of us regardless of opposition. So I was just absolutely loving life. And then I almost felt, Nielsen said he just felt like everybody took a step backwards. And in particular, I think personally, RFS started targeting our midfield and started realising, ah, we can do something here. And I wanted to ask you about a couple of things, actually. Um, I'm going to save one of my questions for later on because the man ended up scoring two winning goals in the space of a week. Yeah. But I was going to ask you about the drop-off after his second goal mm-hmm. because it did seem like... Not that they crept back into it as such because they certainly cranked up the heat a, a wee bit, but I don't know. It just... It then felt as though it was a bit of a training session afterwards. It sort of lost that because both the goals were in such quick succession. I, I, I can't really put my finger on why that was the case. I think it was lack of wanting to get hurt. I think it was, right, we're 2 now up here. We're probably going to be able to see this out already, judging by how they're playing. And every, a lot of individuals probably went, I cannot get hurt. I can't get hurt going into a massive challenge. I can't get hurt running for a ball that, Maybe on another day in a more important game, I would be able to run and just get. But we're already 2-0 up against these guys, so I think it's all right. Obviously, that's just entirely my thesis. It's not, there's no evidence. I can't prove it. And Nielsen himself said he doesn't really know why we stepped off. But it could just also fatigue in and of itself. Just so many of these players have played so many minutes and with injuries like... Robbie said there's a few nursing injuries, but they have to just play through them just now because they're not enough to keep them out of the team. So it might just be, we've got this. It's fine. Let's pass it. But I don't mind that as much. I didn't mind the passing it at the back. And the people that were near me in S, where I got my ticket moved to, were furious at the idea that we were doing wee triangles at the back and it kept ending up at Civic, who would then uh. put it out. And I'm like, we're two 0 up and it's twenty minutes in. I'm really, I'm fine with this. Just keep the ball. Yeah. Do you know what? You, usually, I would be one of those, but it's it's in circumstances. Yeah. 
it's all right when we're totally good and probably sewn up the three points already. Obviously, it wouldn't prove that way, but we weren't to know that. It's, it's when we're sort of looking to respond in a game and it's so laboured, so pedestrian. There's no real kind of, I don't know, no real emphasis. There's no real chase. Like, there's no, it just fizzles out. I, I don't know. I, I Look, I, I actually thought in the rest of that first half, you know, Stephen Kingsley went close to the free kick. I thought we were mm-hmm. going to be treated yeah. to what's become, you know, a customary Kingsley cracker. Why does he not take not all our free kicks while. now, though? I don't know. I don't know. Because Snodgrass it, it has started though, taking them. But Snodgrass seems to... I think Snodgrass favours Snodgrass from deeper. Anything within a kind of 30-yard range, particularly on the right-hand side, as we are going forward, surely favours a left footer, and i.e. Stephen Kings. But Snodgrass took it against Kilmarnock, like 25 yards out, on the I mean, right-hand side. It, it sort of did result in or equalise but again I, like, no the free what, kick are you meaning just... the Atkinson one no the the we got a free kick in the first half of the Killy game like 25 yards out and it was like oh right, yeah this is yeah, Stephen Kingsley and it's, Kingsley stood beside it and Snodgrass yeah, just went I'm yeah, having this true. yeah the two of them were over that and then it was a terrible effort from Snodgrass I think let Stephen Kingsley hit the ball from yeah. distance. It's his best thing. He's really good at it. I've also just realised that I didn't make a note of when Stephen Kingsley got injured. I know. That I real, know. It's uh, a real kick in the nads. So that's not great. Um, but look, anyway, I, I've talked about that Kingsley cracker, but uh, as I previously alluded to, RFS did try and respond. There a couple chances. Craig Gordon actually denied a Josh Janelli own goal from RFS corner. <laughs> and then three minutes later, the deficit was to be halved, and it was due to an absolute wonder goal. The Latvians knock it about nicely. Andre Illich uh, nods down for Kevin Friesenbickler. Friesenbickler. Yep. <laughs> to send an absolute thunderbolt past Gordon in a flash. McIver, we've seen some great goals in Gorgie over the years. That one is right up there for me. An absolutely but, phenomenal strike. Well, ironically, I didn't see it because as it happened, the guy oh, directly yes. in front of me stood up and just stood up just and was like speaking to folk as that. Just like literally the guy was in line with them. So I just saw the ball suddenly travel in and was like, I'm both annoyed that we've conceded, but also annoyed that I've clearly missed an absolute raker. I think my dad was turning to talk to me. I don't even I can't remember what he said. I just my eyes on the action and I just saw that absolute world day. I was oh, that's that's nice. So for me, this was actually like barring his other shot in the game, this was like the last meaningful thing that happened. 100 <laughs> percent I was I was about to allude to, onto that. We've got two games to discuss. We've got the quiz. I'm hoping that the quiz can drag us out to an hour because these two matches, genuinely, all the action happens in the first half and it just dies into general nothingness. Like I don't know what the hell I'm going to drag out and say. But their plan was clearly just give it to him and have him hit rakers. And it worked twice. It worked once with a goal and then it basically worked with his second effort. Just the joint saved us. After an hour where, again, as you say, it hits off the, wood, the woodwork. Uh, three minutes later, 
we were talking about Josh Janelli and you know his rise to decent performances again. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, but Michael Smith sends one long. Gino cuts in oh, with the ball yeah. still in the air. It's a sublime first touch to take him inside, shift onto his left foot before Steinbors saves once again. And I I couldn't believe what I was watching. I literally thought to myself, this is the Josh Janelli that we saw in the early part of the championship, probably before he got injured, like you say. I was so chuffed for him. I was gutted it didn't come off, like, but I was just so chuffed with him with that performance. Funny enough, you say that, that's when Kingsley got hurt. It was immediately oh, after that. Nice. And just, that. I, it happened right in front of me because I was an S. So he made his run, Mackay doesn't play him in, and he just immediately does it. And listen, I've not seen it back. I've not watched that moment back. But from where I was sat, kind of way, he looked like he was in tears. Like he looked like he just started crying because it's not one of those where he's in agony. It's one of those where he's like, that's when. And it's an acceptance of that's that, that's gone. And it's just like, what is happening? (laughs) Basically, most of them are contact injuries. Like our injury list, so many of them are contact injuries. Other ones like Kingsley's are muscle injuries. Because I feel like I saw, barring Cochrane, there has been no other outfield player who's played more minutes than Kingsley. So wow. it's it's gonna, it's just so much effort on his body that he went for something that didn't come off quickly, stopped, and that's it went. But it's like this for me. This is worse than the Levine McPhee injury crisis that happened because now actual competent footballers are getting hurt as well. Yeah. It's not just like Machino and 83-year-old Stephen McLean. Like, it's like our captain level. It's decent, it's decent players. It's our two starting centre-halves, our two starting midfielders, our starting striker, our best free-kick taker and arguable player of the season last season, our, one of our better sign-ins this season. Like... It's everybody, and then there's guys like, and then there's guys like GMS who are just also inexplicably getting hurt, like from training. <laughs> like Breaking it's, his foot, it's boy. it is unbelievable. And I want to kind of make this point more at the Ross County game, but it's a, a testament to the existing players that we are where we are. And now, can we please speak about Toby Civic? Yeah, we can by all means, because. I nearly got emotional. I won't lie, right? You and countless others. That that period, I've watched it back five times, that period between the 78th minute and the 83rd minute, where whenever the ball went out of play, whenever we did anything, and most importantly, whenever Civic touched the ball, the whole stand just just (laughs) sing the Toby Civic song. And... I, ju- I was just saying to my brother as it was happening, I was like, I cannot imagine that feeling, just like being oh. civic in that moment. Must just be, it must just feel incredible. Like, it, it must just give you just goosebumps all over. I was, I, I, can't, I can't begin to imagine what that feels like. I was so happy with him because, as I said, I said this last week, Civic had a really good game against Celtic, which is weird considering he's part of a defence that conceded four and was arguably it went off him for Greg Taylor's winner right at the very end. But Civic still played very well in that game. And he's come back in since he's 
extended time out because he was having a nightmare for a variety of different circumstances. He was having a nightmare. So Nielsen took him out of the team. And clearly that's done him the world of good because that's now three games on the bounce, if we include the weekend, where he's been at the very least solid. If And then in games like Thursday, where he was like head and shoulders man of the match, exceptional, didn't put a foot wrong. I'm so delighted for him. And I, I hope it continues. What a novelty playing him in a position where he feels comfortable, is confident in his own abilities, and can actually do what he's good at. I know square pegs and square holes as a pair, as yeah. opposed to square pegs and round holes. What a wacky, bizarre, crazy notion that has held back our football club for years. I was just so buzzed about, and I was saying this to you on Friday night as we we're on our way. I finally realised that Ross Stewart does have an importance to the club. Because Civic was just going to walk off. Civic was heading towards the tunnel, like very quickly after the final whistle, was just kind of going to clap and then go down. But Ross Stewart grabs him, hugs him, and like pulls him back onto the park and like pushes him in front of everybody to get yeah, to get the adulation that he deserved. You just need folk like Ross Stewart. He's never gonna play. We've got Xander Clark now. You just need folk who are good, funny lads. And no. everybody seems to love Ross Stewart. No, I'm not having that, McIver. The gaffer said that you know, as soon as Xander Clark signs, he'll provide competition for Craig Gordon and Ross Stewart. That's your manager. That's all I'm gonna say. That's well, his you know words. what? His words, not mine. This season, Ross Stewart has like is averaging a nine out of ten performance, <laughs> considering he only played that <laughs> one, one game and he was excellent. Outstanding, what a career! Um, look, you believe the fact that there was next to no chances in the second half. The only other one that I've got of note is, frankly, a sitter. Barry McKay digs into the box in search of Lauren Shankland. He heads against the post. But it breaks out to little Lewis Nielsen who comes on up from the back and he says one high and wide, spiralling into the corgi stand. And that is possibly the last player that we want on the end of that opportunity. If Devlin isn't on the park, the last person you want is Nielsen. I think that's the first time Lewis Nielsen have ever been described as little. By the way, yeah, I know he was quite tall. I, I realized, but it just is because he's a young boy. Just, it worked. It's just a little cutie. Look at him at the back. You've made me. You've made me realize there's there's two other people I want to speak about. One of which I think would be discussed in a totally different manner if it wasn't for the weekend. But Andy Howardy was head and shoulders above the other two midfielders on the night, right? And. Obviously, Haldi played well, and Haldi's had a very good week. But I feel like if Haldi was just kind of running about, he would have had a better game than the other two midfielders because Keogh and Grant, and I'll be honest, I think Grant especially, was were really poor. Keogh grew into the game once Grant went off. Grant actually played his part in both goals. It was only when I was watching Which is so weird. I, like, I know. How- like, how has this happened? I know. Because I'm with you. Sense. I'm with you. I say it just about every week. I'm yet to see anything from George Grant that I've gone, do you know what? That was well worth the dough that we forked out. And he's been ill. I'll say this, because everyone on Twitter was saying it, and I didn't know this. He's been ill the past week. So fair play to him for playing in both games when we're so lightweight and we've got yeah, nobody no, else. Right? No, that's fair. And considering that he is ill, you probably do have to expect that level of performance from him. So, like... This this week of all weeks, I'm not going to go too hard into them, 
but it was just very evident. I didn't know where he was playing in the first half. That, that's it. I mean, usually I'm told that I'm the... In fact, you said so on Friday night, that I'm the glass half-empty hearts fan. I've yeah. literally tried to come on, present the fact that it's a week of positives, and there you are, slewing George Grant. Robert Borthwick, open your eyes. It's not just me. No, what I'm doing is just being objective and going, whereas I'm, a bad game. A hate, whereas I'm just a hateful soul that hates absolutely yeah. everyone. And you, don't take wrong con- you don't take context into account. I'm going, he's had a bad week, but he was ill, so I'll give him a pass. <laughs> so I've just got his shite full stop. And Get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. One final take on the RFS game, because I realised that we are actually dragging this out remarkably, somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give a massive credit to their fans that made the trip over, because yep. I know that there was a small band of them. They were amazing. But, but they were amazing, and I hope that they had a wonderful time. I hope they realised that Edinburgh is a beautiful city. They managed to visit the premium stadium in the capital um, and the premium football club in the capital uh, and just hope that they had a, a great time in Scotland and we hope to see them back some sometime soon. They basically did the bouncy for 90 minutes and I was just sat laughing and I was fully on board with it. It was absolutely it. class. Fair play to them. And then Hearts headed for the Highlands to take on Ross County in Dingwall. <sighs> A ground that we haven't won at in five years, I think, prior to But Sunday. we're unbeaten in nine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well done. Um, before we chat about the men in maroon heading for Victoria Park, where our record is great, but not so great, we're going to go elsewhere in the Scottish Premiership. Um, I haven't watched a second other than Tony Watts sending off and our match, Same. mate. So I'm gonna hand. Oh well, that's great. I was gonna hand over to you. <laughs> so that's of absolutely no significance. Um, but for those that obviously are tuning in, um, Saturday saw uh, Hamel Ball in full flow right before Motherwell come to Gorgie shock horror as they nicked a one 0 win over Dundee United uh, at Tannadice. Like I say, um, it was nice of Hibernian to beat eleven men as opposed to ten as they got past at Mirren. 3-0 at Easter Road uh, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, pressure on Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's shoulders is temporarily alleviated. I have no idea how they're getting on in the Champions League against Ajax tonight as we record, uh, but they That's smashed right. Aberdeen 4-1 uh, at the weekend. Uh, and They're lastly, already getting beat. Oh, wow. Okay. Score. They conceded in four minutes. It's 1-0 Ajax. Wow. Calvin Bassey? No, Berghaus. Oh. Smashing. Uh, and finally, the last match of what was anything but a Super Saturday um, saw St Johnston sneak past Kilmarnock at McDermott Park. And these are just the type of wins that will keep St Johnston in the league, despite me being adamant that this was going to be the year that they would eventually drop out and hopefully never return. Uh, and Sunday, uh, Livingston nil, Celtic 3, the champions, the reigning champions, cruised to a win in West Lothian, something that they don't do very often. So what do you make of the other Quintetta games in the cinch, mate? Uh, you just mentioned it there, so I'll start with. The reason they don't do it often, Celtic at uh, the Tony Macaroni, is because Jack Hamilton normally isn't in goals Good for point. Livingston, but he was the, on that day. Can, can I just say, I, I, was, I was driving home from work the Sunday, I was working Sunday early morning, and is there actually a worse pundit in Scottish football than Pat Bonner? He was talking about Jack Hamilton being a young goalkeeper. Jack Hamilton is like 28, he's 28 years of age. 
He's been around the block. For a keeper, Do though, that's a bit not, younger. Yeah, but he's not as though he's a young... He wouldn't come in the young player category. This no. is the same guy that questioned why Greg Taylor wasn't selected by Craig Levine as Scotland manager. Greg Taylor would have been a seven-year-old. Is that a thing? I didn't know that yeah. was a thing. Oh, my God, mate. Search it. Google it. Oh One of the God. worst bits of punditry I've ever heard. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I, I have actually seen the goals from the Celtic game. I've just remembered it because, especially, I think it's the second one. Jack Hamilton is just – it's flat Jack again. It's just, We saw it for three years. Like, flat Jack. That's, that's title material, man. That's a good <laughs> we, we saw him do that at us for ages. Um, Tony Watt was rightly sent off. Yes, I, I do didn't not think understand. So at first, but I, the the replays, I think, where it sort of shows the side on angle, hundred percent is a red for, card. For me, even the first spot on angle, I was like, "That's a red." I personally don't understand the discourse around it, especially now that we've had that other angle that you see from the other side, where he yeah. clearly does just go into the guy's thigh. Um, Rangers just great, hooray! Rangers <laughs> won. Um, and then St. Johnston Kelly, it's like, oh yeah, Hibs, five, St. Mary, great. Um, <laughs> Harry McCurdy seems to be having a great time in Edinburgh, by the way. Oh, <laughs> um, that is sensational for him. I, I, I honestly thought he was going to be a little rodent that would come back and annoy us. Now I think the guy's a hero. He's, He's definitely scoring the... the winner in the derby. Do not say oh, anything. <laughs> what are you talking oh, about? In terms of, where do you think he ranks on kind of the Chris Mueller scale in terms of I don't know because he's shafted hips. He's not done anything yet. <laughs> Sixty minutes he's played. Oh, brilliant! Uh, and then yeah, Tremendous. St Johnson beat Kelly in just the way that McDermott Park is a weird fortress, but only against specific teams. It seems specific to be. shite. Yeah, and us. <laughs> like us. Yeah, <laughs> no, like us. Yeah, like us. When we go to McDermott Park, we're basically a League Two side. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> they just are going to stay in this league, and we just yes, are going to get beaten. Yes, yeah, we are. I hate that place so much. Twenty eighth of December, cannot wait. Oh, right before the derby as well. I'm not yep. interested. Um, but look, we would head for the Highlands, like you say, with our weird and wonderful record up there. Um, Robbie Nielsen made two changes, I think, to the Hearts starting lineup yeah. that beat Riga in midweek. Obviously. Stephen Kingsley joining the plethora of players that are out with injury uh, as Robert Snodgrass would return because he's obviously ineligible. Uh, Andy Halliday would then move to left-back. Alex Cochran at left-centre-back <laughs> as Connor Smith made his first heart start Jesus, in three years replacing George Grant in midfield. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm that was a hard players. sentence to I, I say in fairness. I, 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 I don't know why I take that up like that. Yeah. Um, but, but the team lined up as follows. According to Thought Mob, it was a 4-1-4-1. I think so it was a 4-1-4-1. Uh, well, it's got it as Craig Gordon and goal. Back four of Halliday, Cochran, Civic and Smith. Uh, with Kiermaier Soglu ahead of that. You go along with that? Yeah. Uh, Mackay on the left, Janelli on the right, and Snodgrass and Smith supporting Shankland in attack. Thoughts? I was simultaneously chuffed that we actually could name a reasonably strong squad. Well, 11. I was like, okay, that's a quite strong 11. Fair play. Good to see Connor Smith get a start. 
like it means he can do something from the very beginning. Yeah, we've both we've both got a bit of admiration for. Yeah, I just I hope he does well, but I'll be honest, I don't think he's gonna. But no, I think he's got more of a chance than like you and Henderson. He's shown more than Henderson, in my opinion. Um, but the what speaking about you and Henderson, the worry was the bench. It was like it really. If people hadn't paid attention up until the that same point, midweek, mind you, as well. To be fair, though, true, very, very true, actually. But th- so, yeah, this week, if people well, hadn't it was probably paid more highlighted because again we're back in domestic action. Our domestic yeah. form has been struggling. You know, it's not as though it's not as though it's a nothing game. Whereas the RFS game kind of was. We wanted yeah. to win it for the prize money. We wanted to win it to kind of restore some pride, finish third, very, very, very this, that, and all the other. But we but, had to win. But the leagues are bread and butter. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, we had two goalkeepers and four teenagers and George Grant. So and Alan <laughs> Forrest. Oh, yeah, and Alan Forrest, in fairness. In fairness, I, for, I kind of forgot Forrest was there. Alan Forrest. Sorry. I, I like the chance of, of late. I think they're good. <laughs> they're only annoyance. Well. Sorry, before we get into discussing the action. Only annoyance is the, the Lauren Shanklin one. Uh, the glad all over. Mm-hmm. And it ends with, all the time. I think that's the same that shit. That works. No, I'd much rather he's our number nine. I, I, I that's, like that's better more, than all the time. Like that's we've got, more syllables. yeah, we know we, but we know that we've got Lauren Shanklin. So why do we need to specify that we've got him all the time? It's not as though he's only here for half the time. Yes, we do need to specify because everybody else is barely here. So we need to be celebrating the fact that we've got Lauren Shanklin all the time because we don't have anybody else all the time. Can we put this up as a clip and we can get a general discussion going on all the socials? I'm not having this. We've got Lauren Shanklin all the time. I just think it's a poor ending. Well, explain. Well, for the clip, explain what you want it to be replaced with. So I would rather that instead of he's, he, uh, I'd rather he's our number nine rather than all the time because I just think it's a poor. You like, think yours is better? Stuff, yeah. Well, it's not that mine's better. I'm just no. I'm just you really, think yours is better? No, no. Well, I'm just we'll for, see no, what happens. I'm, I'm putting forward a suggestion. I'm not. I'm not like. I like the whole glad all over thing. I like him. I, it's not like I've wanted hearts to sign him for a wee while. Do you know what my issue with the chat is? Uh-huh. Is Go that on. some folk don't seem to know that bit at all. <laughs> Some folk just seem to just keep going with it. Uh, like that's it. They don't they, like, and then as a result, it creates a complete division between people doing the actual chant. And some folk in the background just going, "We've got just continuously all the time. Stay all the time, or he's our number nine. Whatever you want to do, just actually keep the song going." I like he's our number nine. Anywho, uh, the action on Sunday. It wouldn't take too long. For VAR to have its way, you've obviously mm-hmm. voiced the fact that you are a big advocate of VAR, Mr. McCarthy. This is an example um, of why. Well and truly making its mark into the search in recent weeks, isn't it? Um, County worked their opportunity really well. Ross Laidlaw's kick sent forward to Jordan White. Chess at the Andanda, it's sent it wide to Jordi Hewula. He eventually finds Callum Johnson, who's up from right back. Sends a left foot shot towards goal. Gordon panies. It breaks to Awura Edwards, who scoops into the box toward Jordan White. It's deemed no foul by Alex Cochran, but it breaks for Jordi Hewilla to slam beyond Gordon. A fantastic finish. I was going to ask you, did we get away with one in this instance? But you've just said that you believe it's the right call. I also do. Uh, but at first glance, I've got to be honest, I certainly didn't. 
I didn't in the sense of I didn't think to look at the player who was offside because I just couldn't yes. physically see him. White sort of is at the forefront of yeah. the action. So you, you, your gaze and attention automatically goes towards him, doesn't it? Absolutely. So I just assumed, oh, that's what it's for. But I will say, we listen, we alongside everybody else in Scottish football deride officials. That didn't even need to go to VR initially because the Lionel flagged it as offside. He saw it was offside. So fair play oh, to him. Yeah. That. The goal was disallowed. And then the check was if it should have been allowed, not the other way around. Fair play, Lionel. So you do hearts games every week. Yeah, some exactly. of the others are genuinely honking. But yeah, as soon as you see that the line goes all the way to the back, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. I didn't understand because I saw a sport, I watched our highlights on sports scene, and Kenny Miller was he was eventually he said he was convinced, but it took him quite a while. And it seemed that that was the way with a lot of people. And I just personally disagree. I think as soon as you see the lines, it's like, oh yeah, he is offside. He and Michael Stewart seem to be at one another's throats. I, yeah. I didn't I didn't catch any anything else's sports scene, but by all accounts. That's great. I mean, that's exactly what we want. Our pundits going, you know, head to head. I'd love to see more sort of fisticuffs thrown between pundits. Why not? I wouldn't, because it's no, so it's... boring. I'm not here for nah, news. Analyse the games. Nah, but there's no fun if everybody just agrees with everything all the time. No, it's that's not a podcast. I'm not like, saying we, don't we disagree. Need, we need discussion. We need debate. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying don't. I don't like it. Like the Keenan oh, Neville stuff, where it's all about them and all that, and like. In the you glory days, and Jimmy yeah. Floyd Hasselbank just sat in the middle, no saying anything because it's like, what am I meant to offer to this? Because yeah, it's just that is literally is that Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. My God! But I don't think he gets the opportunity. To speak. I don't know how this has happened, but yeah. I don't know. Like that's what I don't like about your Keens, your Jamie Redknapps like it, and like pundits of that ilk who just are there for they're not there for any analysis. They can't provide any worthwhile analysis. I think Carragher's on the other end of the scale. By Carragher and Neville, when Neville's with Carragher, are excellent at... And when he's not being a hypocrite. Yeah, and like when he's not with when he's not speaking about United, really. But yeah, like guys like Carragher and Henri's really good at it as well, actually. Um, in terms of just like analysing the game, I think there's a lot of good pundits out there do you remember that time when Jose Mourinho went on Sky Sports as a pundit and it was the best punditry there's ever been because it was actually someone speaking about it and knew what he what like the game? He was he was also on Talk Sport for a bit, was he not? Oh, I don't know. I'm not a purveyor of Talk Sport myself, uh, so I couldn't I'm tell a, you. Uh, I'm a wee bit guilty of Talk Sport. I, I shied away from it for ages, but that's creeping back into my life. That's uh, and VAR is obviously creeping into our lives. And Hearts conceding shit goals is, is <laughs> from crosses into our specifically. Lives. Yeah. <laughs> because Jordan White would prod Ross County in front, cross from Jan Dando on the right-hand side, he was proving a menace in the LH changes. He looks good. He does look good. And the big man's there to, to stab home. What were your thoughts? It's just... It's so annoying because it was at this point where the Hearts TV stream died. So this yes. nobody saw this, right? I'm glad that you brought this up. I definitely wasn't watching <laughs> illegally. Yeah. Well, the, the Hearts TV stream died. So I missed all of this. So when I heard Jordan White had scored from a cross, I was like, for God's sake, a lofted ball went into the box has been played. <laughs> Target got... Lee Cochran. Or... Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah 100%. <laughs> it was like, and the giant Jordan White said, is there much we could do about that apart from stopping the cross? When in actuality, it turns out it was just a trundle across the ground that Jordan White fell into. Yeah, it, it doesn't even like 
strike it well, or he, I, 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 I genuinely believe that he doesn't know that it's coming off him. It's so infuriating. It's like when this, what's going on? All any Hamill ball will be in full effect, and it'll be odd in one flank next weekend. Kevin Van Reed's gonna have a field day. He's not scored for ages, and it's just like just put a ball because he's big. So I'll just be like, just put a ball in the box, see what happens. <laughs> Can see it a mile off. Uh, but thankfully, the lead wouldn't last for long, no. which is great. Michael Smith and his namesake, Connor, combined down the right-hand side. Lauren Shankland is pulled back to him. His first effort, bit of a tame one. However, it gets a saying about the cherry, slams beyond Ross Laidlaw to drag hearts back on level terms. And as you'd said... That's now five goals in three games for the Jambos number nine, 11 for the season. What a bagsman. What a signing. You're all welcome. So you cannot claim Lauren yeah, Shankland. Yeah, no, you I can't. Did. Yeah, I did. You, you can claim uh, three people. GMS. Oh, here we go. Oh, they're yeah, all, they're all of on. varying degrees of it. Well done. GMS, which is the bottom, then Halliday, then Mackay. Those are the three that you can no, take as I, claim. I wanted, I wanted Shankland from early. But so did so many people. No, no, you didn't. You didn't. No, no, hey. no. There was various. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. The Hearts fan base were very split on this. They were 50 50. Yeah. Were, oh, he only bags in a championship. Split. Oh, he played for a right rotten United team and he barely scored any goals. Oh, he only scores penalties. Oh, hold on a second. Oh, League One and Championship, he looks like Ronaldo. Can't cut in the Scottish Premiership. Get up, all of you. I know. If he, if he scores goals, he scores goals. Bagsman, simple you, as. You've just said the fan base was split, which means it wasn't split 99% to you. It was split 50 no, 50. It was 50 50. So, so that means there was yeah. many so others there's, who there's also a sensible, wanted. There's those that are sensible, like me, and there's the numpties that doubted him, like you. Yeah, the, the sensible lot behind Gary Mackay Stephen as the great sign of the world. No, 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 no. No, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they don't, they, no, they don't have to agree with me on Gary Mackay Stephen. And in fairness, he did well up until a point. No, he didn't. He did well yes, for the last did. five games in the championship no. and the opening day against Celtic last <laughs> season. That six-game period, he was good, and then he was terrible every other aspect. Exactly. You you say that last season was a nine out of ten. I didn't hear you mention the fact that he slammed in the opener to get things underway, get the ball rolling. I literally did in the review. Overlook that in the no, in the review of the season. Mean. What no, I said no. was. Isn't it funny that the start of this incredible season was done by one of our worst players? So disrespectful. But anyway, Shanklin scored again. Shanklin scored. Hooray. Hooray. I'm very happy. So that's 11 goals, two assists in 20 games. Oh, now you're asking. I feel like it's two. I feel like he's got two assists. You're always... It's two! This contributions, this assists, I don't care. Get 13, it in the box. 13 goal bang. contributions in 20 games. That makes it better, though. Like, yeah, yeah, 11 in 20 isn't as good as 13 in 20. Yeah, but 11 goals. That, An assist is about, as important care, as a goal. No, all I care about is my set of forward backing goals. If Shankland was getting two goals and 11 assists, I'd be as happy. Because he's contributed to 13 goals. That's why Barry Mackay, everybody nah. loved him last season because he got it didn't matter that he wasn't scoring that many yeah, goals. Yeah, that's because got... nobody else would chip forward with assists. Yeah, but nobody, I realised that, by the way. <laughs> no, just like nobody week. else is really for, coming forward. No one with else goals. is scoring. <laughs> it's literally just shankling. 
Oh, one man hearts. You gotta love it. Because that goal meant that Shankland is now joint second top goal scorer in the division with Kyogo. Yeah, it's only Cholak. Cholak has got 11. Um, is it him, Cho- uh, him, Kyogo, and Miofsky? Miofsky um, also have eight. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't make me realize when I saw that like top 10 or top 12, it was, it was like, oh, he's the only Hearts player on that list. <laughs> Funny enough, though, Cholak's the only Rangers player on that list. Which is a lot more. Celtic had like four players who all have roughly the yeah, same. Yeah, Jackamakis, Abada, Jota, like, yeah, Jota, various. Yeah, but yeah, Shankar, I'm buzzing for him. He's all. I thought between him and another person we'll speak about was in shout for man of the match because his all round play was excellent as well. Not just his kind of centre forward play. He was dropping back. We didn't really speak about that in the. European game, he dropped into midfield for the last 10 minutes and Connor Smith was playing, or Ewan Henson was playing up. Running on empty. Fair point. um, He's done so, because that was my worry. My worry was the stuff that you heard from literally every other team he played for, that his conditioning wasn't the best. That's why Aberdeen let him go when he had to go down the leagues. But honestly, since he's come in, I thought his conditioning has been excellent. Like I say, I think I said a couple weeks or episodes ago, the whole PT thing with Air being part-time, I think it's just done him wonders. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and thankfully, thanks to Shanklin's goal and Andy Halliday, the visitors would turn the game on its head. Great work from Josh Ginelli down the right, wins hearts a corner, and it's a wonderful delivery from Robert Snodgrass. <laughs> Headed home, a set piece, a corner goal. I know. Unbelievable. And Andy Halliday, of all people, uh, even saw in his celebration, he was saying to Lee McCulloch... It's my favourite thing. It's my favourite thing. It's just a massive get it up you to Lee McCulloch, the fact that he wanted to be involved in the corners. He said so post-match on Hearts TV. And what a header, in off the bar. That's Phenomenal the thing. Goal. It's not just like, oh, it's went into the box and he's kind of fallen no. over and headed he's in. poked at home like a Ryan McGowan yeah. did, I say it. Yeah, I'm watching Gowser. Wow. You're just taking shots at everybody here. Uh, Robert uh, Borthwick said that you didn't uh, like folk and you're like, right, I'm living up to this. I'm, no, I'm just, I'm proving Rob's theory. I'm, yeah, I'm you are. Actually, yeah, I yeah. really am. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, a, it's an incredible header. It's oh, so good. Ridiculous. And I don't understand this about Halliday. Why, since he joined, why every season has he gotten better? Because in the championship, it was quite poor overall. He was not great in the championship. It was average. Then, last season, he was fine. Like, he had some really good games, some really poor games, and a few in between. The hero in the derby. And this season, he's been very consistently quite good. And I don't... That's not the way of football, especially he's the wrong side of 30. Like, you would imagine it would go the other way, that at a lower division... He'd be able to just do whatever he wants and be good, and then we and come up as like, soon as we come up, yeah, come up. Oh, not that good. And then the next season when we're playing in Europe as well as everything, we're like, all right, this is when we need to phase Andy Haldy out. But it's literally been the reverse, and I don't understand it. But fair play to him. Fair play indeed. Look, I, I would go on about countless other chances, but the, this really was. I was speaking about Keel now. It wasn't a spectacle for the neutral, so you no. can flat. You can. Carry on about Keo. Go on. Arrested Keo Mutazoglu got himself into Team of the Week for the SPFL today as we're recording this. Saw that. And it's fully deserved because after all the negative press he rightly got on Thursday night, 
some people were like, shit, he's playing in a must-win game away from home. It's going to be really tough. And he basically didn't put a foot wrong. He was an absolute colossus in the middle of the park. It allowed everybody else what? What have you got issue to take? No, 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 you you can carry on, but I've got one little bugbear. So I've got I'm it's it's Daniel and his stats again. He's back. No, again. He's back. Oh no, the status back. Yep, he's back. So Keo in that game had 86% pass accuracy, 78% long ball accuracy, which is really impressive. Um, won three out of his five tackles, won 83% of his ground duels, was fouled four times, only committed one foul, made eight recoveries and intercepted four times. He had an excellent, excellent game and I was delighted for him considering so many people were giving him abuse like idiots named Adam Kennedy who know nothing about football. I didn't give him abuse. <laughs> <laughs> it's George um, Grant that I give abuse. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> I, don't, so yeah. I don't give any abuse anymore. I'm I'm opening up. Do you know what? In my in my your old age, my, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> as I'm getting older, yeah. I'm realizing we're all humans, guys. Toby Civic's proof of it. Look at him flying after after a couple of games. But yeah, buzzing for you, Tobes. Fully deserved from. Obviously, he's coming to the team when there's like. He basically every single game he has to play with new partners because everybody else is getting hurt. Um, this is something that I wanted to touch on as well. Like our results, it's no coincidence to me that they drop off because of the constant chopping and changing. Of course, of course, like, that's going to happen. Partnerships have to develop on the yeah. park here. I'm sorry. And talking about two players, you were talking about Kiermaier Soglu there, and I agree, it probably was his best performance for Hearts so yeah. far, but. One second half chance that I wanted to touch on is, you know, we've alluded to great goals that we've seen. We've also seen some sitters in away days recently. However, this was one for our opponents. Yeah. Jack Baldwin hooks into the box. Callum Johnson headers over from a matter of yards out. The goal at his wake after he sort of unintentionally flicks it up with yeah, he takes a like touch. His shoulder. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. But as soon as he misses the sitter. What I loved was Toby Sibic and the rest is Kiermaier instantly looking at one another, digging one another out, and Robert Snodgrass, who I think was part of that trio, who all just conveniently watched it. Thankfully, we're like off the hook, but that was pleasing to see the fact that do you know what? It's not been an ideal start for either of them this season, but they're more than willing to dig one another out and say, "Hold on a second. That marking wasn't good enough. We've been let off the hook, thankfully. Fucking fix up or catch you. See, this is what I was saying. Keo talking on the pitch and telling folk what to do. Don't try and kid on like that's what you were going to say. That's what, no. That's what I said in the last game about the Gino thing. This is, listen, you've got an arrogance this week. I'm not very happy with I'm not happy with it. We've won two games and you're coming in here because Lord Chicon scored in both. This is unacceptable. Both my signings. You said it. I'll do a lot of Shanklin. There you go. Both my summers have come to the fore. There. Everybody, it's Adam Kennedy's He's to thank for the yep. upturning form that we've had. Two heads on the spin. You're all welcome. <laughs> I imagine you actually broke into Orium and broke GMS's foot so he couldn't <laughs> inflict further damage to us. 
what, what, like, I, I was, I was going to touch on next to nothing about this game, but I actually felt like, for once, as you know, in recent weeks, I feel like we've been unlucky, somewhat unlucky. I think Sunday, actually, we saw some luck go our way, yeah. whether it be kind of the goal being offside and it then being disallowed. Perhaps we wouldn't have had that with VAR. I think the Johnson sitter, again, like, it's about time. It wasn't the prettiest. Don't get me wrong. We had to grind it out. But ultimately, I will take that three points any day of the week, particularly it's, given the fact that we barely won up there for years. It's arguably the most important win of the season, considering the context of how many players we have out, the schedule we're on, going away from home on a tough away day, and the potential ramifications that result had either way. Because if we lost it, that meant we would have been two points away from bottom of the week. Whereas now, mad. we're three points away from third with a game in hand. And that, it's, it's such this a testament. Is, oh, it's crazy. It's a testament to Robbie, Jig, Gordon Forrest, and this squad that with all the issues we've had, the amount of injuries, suspensions, the massive schedule we've had, we're three points away from third with a game in hand. Where are we, what are we going to be like when we've got even half the players back? We don't have Europe to contend with. It's just domestic. There is a lot. I know it's obviously been a really hard start to the season. And considering how terrifying October looked when we were about to start it, the fact that we finished it in the position we are is incredible. And there is reason to be quite positive going forward. Definitely. And even looking ahead to the weekend's fixtures, Aberdeen and Hibs play one another on mm-hmm. Friday night. Great fixture for us. We've obviously got Motherwell on Sunday, which will be tough, but hopefully we can uh, we can keep this little win and run going. It'd be great if we actually picked up back-to-back wins in the league mm-hmm. ahead of then finishing for the, the World Cup. Definitely. See, I can be positive from time to time. Well We've been at each other's throats tonight for, for <laughs> part of this. And that will no doubt continue with the final element of the podcast, the quiz. Here we go. Come on. Right. So I've searched up the Who Am I's Wikipedia because I know that you're going to ask questions as you do. Okay, good. Um, however, you said that have... as if like that was a bad thing. You're like, oh, yeah, no, you no, and you're anyway. asking questions. Yeah, no, sorry. I, sorry. <laughs> I didn't. See? I didn't. Well, what is it tonight? It's just I, nice. I, I, I didn't mean it for it to go out like that. Right. We've got a multiple choice. We have a. a a true or false and obviously the who am I cool perfect right question number one you've actually annoyingly alluded to earlier oh no sorry that's the second question question number one Hearts have lost just once in Dingwall as an 89th and 90th minute goal handed Ross County a 2-1 win back in September 2013 but what I want to know Daniel McIver is who scored the Jambos goal that day was it A Callum Patterson, B, Jamie Walker, C, Sam Nicholson, or D, Billy King? I'm really sad that this is the question because I thought it was going to be, when was the last loss? Because I knew it was September 2015. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've got this. Right. So it's 2013. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> I thought you were going to carry on and say something. After. No. So it's 2013. <laughs> no. I'm just trying to take myself back. 
Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I think the obvious answer is Walker. I don't think it's Walker. I think the rogue answer is Patterson. I don't think it's Patterson. So for me in my head, it's been Billy King and Nicholson. I'm going to go with Sam Nicholson. Is the incorrect answer. Who was it? It was the rogue answer, Callum Patterson. As long as it wasn't Billy King after I'd eliminated a bunch of people. Yeah, because I I think he was still playing up front for us. Well, all I did in my head was, was he still playing up front by then? And in my head, I was like, I don't think he was, but he might have been. There you go. But this is one that you'll probably get, given that you've obviously done your research with regards to Ross County versus Hearts. Out of the 10 matches since that defeat in Dingwall, the weekend included, how many have Hearts won? Five. Correct. Picking up five draws as we are now unbeaten in 10 trips to the Highlands to take on County. That is incredibly annoying. Thank you, uh, at SPFL. <laughs> for your yeah, yeah, that's exactly where I got the questions yeah. from. That, that, yeah, thanks, SPL stats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, question number three. Uh, obviously, our European adventure will come to an end on Thursday. Away goals have been cancelled in European club competition, presumably for the foreseeable future, although I don't actually know yeah. that. Uh, but true or false, Hearts have only once qualified through a two-legged tie, courtesy of the away goal rule. False. I don't think we ever have. Correct. We have lost to Duke La Prague, uh, Red Star Belgrade, and Stuttgart, courtesy of the away goal rule. Yeah, I don't think we have. Good knowledge. Uh, number four. Stephen Humphreys could be one of several first-team stars to leave Wigan Athletic soon, given their financial uncertainty. But who was the last player that Hart signed from the Latics? Uh, Jamie Walker? Is the correct answer. Very good, Mackayra. I thought I'd catch you out. <laughs> yeah, my, obviously... bra- <laughs> my brain went, oh, no, who the fuck have we seen for Wigan? And then my head was like, wait. It's a trick question, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I thought, I thought I'd get you, but very three good. For, well, three from four. Bit. I'll take it. Aye, you've done well. You've done very well. I'll bother I, with I, I, I actually did think, look at this and thought, have I made this like doable? And then I thought, nah, McIver might not have paid attention. But yeah, yeah I'll, I'll have a history of that. Clear, clear to see that you have been this week, so well done. Thank you. Uh, right, the who am I? Right. Get yourself ready. After starting my career in Scotland, playing for both Highland clubs, I played for three clubs to play in the English leagues before joining the Jambos. My father and missus were both professional footballers, and my middle name links to one of our assistant managers. I have 10 caps from my country, with the last of those coming when I was 29 back in 2012. Who am I? Oh my God. Well, this is the hardest one you've ever done. Do you think? Yeah. Okay. Right, first question. Between what years did they play for Hearts? Fuck off. I knew that you were going to ask this. <laughs> uh, 2016 and 2018. Right, they were here for two years in a not great time. Right. Sorry, did you say... the? I think the second question was, did you say they played for three English clubs then came to us? I played for three clubs to play in the English leagues before joining the Jambos, yes. Right, okay. Hmm. Well, I don't need to ask the manager question, because I know that now for the time period. 
Yep, capital. Um, well, and surely Levine as well. Oh, Cathro, you said, so not Nielsen. So he joined in the summer of 2016, right? Not January. No, no, I, 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 no, I, no I, can get, I can get you in this. No, I don't, I don't care about that. No, okay. I'm, I'm well, going that's... with that logic that you said that he didn't no, play because no. Nielsen was that. Yeah, but that's I can be tricking with. you. Yeah, you're not intelligent enough to do that, though. So... I'm going with that. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Because um, you just got the attitude tonight, know, I'm telling you. It's all happening. I don't just want to say what position was he, but I feel like I should say that. Try to think of any other potential questions. I'm now to, I'm also simultaneously being like, their middle name is either Jig Lee, McCulloch, Gordon, or Forrest. <laughs> it's one of them. <laughs> but I feel like. I don't think I'd know their middle name. What position did they play? That's my second question. They were a midfielder. Ah, oh, the worst option because there's so <laughs> many of them. <laughs> Come on. Did you say both Highland clubs? So Inverness and Ross County? Yes. So... They started there, then played for three teams. Who do you want me to repeat the? Do you want me to repeat the? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Words. Repeat the question. After starting my career in Scotland, playing for both Highland clubs, I played for three clubs to play in the English leagues before joining the Jambos. My father and Mrs. were both professional footballers. My middle name links to one of our assistant managers. I have ten caps from my country, with the last of those coming when I was twenty-nine in twenty-twelve. Who am I? The problem is, and is the reason I'm not going to get this, is because I cannot think of a single player with a dad who played football. Okay. That's, that's the pro- In that time period, I cannot think of a single person, never mind positionally a midfielder specifically. Okay. Because, no, he's a left back and doesn't have a famous dad. Who, um, who are you thinking of? They don't have to be famous. No, but like a footballer dad. Dimitri Mitchell's dad, didn't he play? And he never played at Inverness. And... Uh, D- Dimitri's dad, Phil. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I see what you've done there. Um, started their career in Scotland, but then also had a dad. I think you'll be kicking yourself, mate. I really, really do. I will, because I don't pay attention to stuff like this. And it annoys me whenever I see it, because I'm like, I should know that. Um, right. The way that you phrased the English thing makes me think he played for a Welsh club as well, like a Swansea or a Cardiff. Interesting. It's not. It's not like the move. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think like the move's got ten caps for France, but I'm no, hundred percent. Oh yeah, I forgot about that clue as well. And the last cap was in 2012. Yes. This is Sorry, annoying. I, I have to say, I'm just, I just keep thinking, we got Alan Forrest. That's stuck in my head. Well, that doesn't help me. That's just... Who did we sing that about? Is that a clue? Is that a weird subliminal messaging clue? I don't know. I don't remember us ever singing that about anybody else. I need to think of a guess here. 
I can't. The problem is I can't even think of midfielders who played in that time. Interesting. Like, the only name that I have is Perry Kitchen, who didn't start his career here. The American. Interesting. Who is who is a midfielder that was at both of them? <laughs> he didn't sign this early. No, that's not right because he never played in England and he didn't play for Scotland in 2012. He would have been about 12. Ooh. Ross Callahan. Seems <laughs> 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 like he's played in England. I know, exactly. That's what I mean, yeah. He clearly isn't Scottish because you would have just said he is Scottish unless you were evil and said he started his career in Scotland. Would I have? Is this you now realising you've messed up the question and be like, oh no. shit, it's Mrs. No, on the contrary, I think this is a great question. I, I can't, the problem is, now I'm not trying to think of a guess, I'm trying to think of any midfielder that played in this time period. Okay, but you said I'm, I wasn't smart enough. I'm starting to think I'm fucking Billy Big Bollocks with this question. I've knocked it right out the park. That's not if, you get, if, you, if you get this now, I'm going to be spewing. <laughs> I will a... literally be spewing. I can't, this is what I'm saying, though. The problem is I can't think of a single player. It's not even that I can't think of a guess where I'm like, oh, it could be him, it could be him. I can't think of a physical player. The only player I've got in my head now is Charlie, which is not the Jesus, answer. that's not what you want. Imagine him up in Inverness. What would Charlie get up to him in Inverness? That's the problem. That clue has killed it. What that, clue? That and the famous dad. I cannot think of somebody who played for both Highland clubs, then went down south, then came up here, who also has a famous dad. I didn't say that the dad... Well, no, a footballing dad. Yeah, Yeah, a footballing dad. This is bad. Oh, dear McIver, 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 McIver. I hate to say it, but the clock is ticking, my man. I know, I know. The problem is I'm just going to end up seeing Kevin McKenna again. So I need to think of the actual guess of a player at that time. And also, the only other name in my head is Augustine, who's a (laughs) centre-half. Jesus. Who again was not at any of the clubs and areas that you mentioned. I would love to see what goes on in your noggin for a day. A lot of this is just blank space. That's the problem. I'm going to go with by 16. Go on then. No, I, I literally can't even think of a name. Who was a midfielder? Right, I thought of him last week. This isn't the answer, I'm telling uh-huh. you now. So I don't think I could... Oh, no. He, right, Clevy Di Camona is centre-half. <laughs> I think, yeah. Like, what? Nah. Is that your final answer? Yeah, sure. Did you give up? Yeah. Well, Daniel McIver, the correct answer was Don, Donaldo Kerry. Oh, no, we're never getting that in a million years. Really? Didn't, didn't know his dad played football at all. Didn't know his wife played football. I forgot he was You're at. Joking. I forgot he was at Inverness. I didn't know he played down south. So he, Malky McKay signed him for both Watford and Cardiff, I think. Didn't and know now he he's played. his assistant at Ross County. I knew that. I don't know that. I didn't know he'd even left Scotland in his career. Wow. Oh, right. There you go. I, I'm oh, definitely knocked it right at the ballpark. Yes. See, this is the problem, right? See, for so much of my life, I only <laughs> cared about Hearts and Newcastle. So uh-huh. I don't. I couldn't tell you who won the leagues. 
the, for most of my life domestically. I would know it's Celtic or Rangers, but I wouldn't know who in did it years. until about 2017. And then, Jesus, I'd, then I'd know. So, like, this is the problem. Unless it's Kevin McKenna level of cult hero, or like 2016 onwards, I'm oh, knackered, no, I'm not, man. I'm not. I'm not having that disrespect towards Donaldo. He was a cult hero. I loved Don Curry as well. So did I. Remember that so killer game where they just spent ten years trying to find a pass and just passed it to the opposition. Oh, iconic! That was <laughs> the, the, and the clip was going round. Oh, and then he was really good. He was really good for us. I think he was exactly what we needed at that time. Yeah. Uh, not a veteran in the middle of the park, but so, he got ten Scotland caps. Yeah, so is, is, Scotland, is Scotland. I think he was called up. Uh, let's see what it says here. Uh, on October the seventh, two thousand nine, Cowie was called up to the Scotland squad for the first time. So who would he be, been playing for then? Watford, maybe. I've just made the move. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so it was Ross County, Inverness, Watford, Cardiff, Wigan, then Hearts. Because I thought also you might say that Don Cowie signed from Wigan. Well, considering I didn't know he'd played outside of Scotland. He made his debut in the match, a 2-0 defeat against Japan on the 10th of October 2009, like I say. Wow. Started in his second game for Scotland in a friendly against Wales at the new home of Cardiff. His first competitive start for Scotland came against Lithuania on the 6th of September 2011 in a Euro 2012 qualifier. Uh, yeah, he's 10, 10 caps, the last of which came uh, in 2012. Fair play to him. I love Don Curry. What a player. Sorry, I didn't know literally anything about your life apart from the fact that you played for us and Ross County. Disappointing. But you did well in the quiz otherwise. I'll take three or five. That was was a strong showing. I'll take three or five. Well, hopefully we continue the strong showings on the park this week. Nice. Nice. It's a good way to tie up. But yes, This has been episode 107. We hope you have enjoyed. If you have, please leave a like, comment and subscribe if you've been watching on YouTube. If you've been listening to it, please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. It massively, massively helps us out. We're at Perth to Paisley on all forms of social media and Perth to Paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email. Adam, where can they get you on social media? Uh, you can get me on all the socials at Adam T. Kendall. Just want to say all the jambos that are heading out to Istanbul, stay safe. Hope you have a wonderful time. It's a meaningless game, but I've got absolutely no doubt that you'll enjoy your holiday nonetheless. Have plenty babies on us and let's pray for a miracle. I kind of forgot we were playing Istanbul on Thursday. <laughs> half three kickoff as well. A half th- what is that? I'll be at work. I'm still at uni. It's a yeah. shambles. It's, it's embarrassing. But oh. next week, we'll be back to speak about the Istanbul game, the Motherwell game, and any other potentials as we preview Rangers as well. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Come on, the house!